And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senores y senores. This is the NAI Ball Podcast. Coming to you live right now. It is a Sunday afternoon, and we are recording here live. I'm your host, as always, Robbie Gutierrez, at RobG1063 on Twitter. Joining me, as always, is the foremost authority on NAI Baseball, Mr. Cody Butler. Cody, kind of an emergency session of the NAI Ball Podcast today. We've got some things to go over. Before I bring you in here, we're going to go over really quickly some last-second shout-outs and mentions, what each conference around the nation is doing because of everything going on with COVID-19, and then as well as some of the conferences have shut down, we'll give some highlights and some shout-outs and mentions to those players as well, whose unfortunately their seasons are over. And then you and I are going to go straight into talking about the million-and-a-half possibilities that we have surrounding this season. I mean, there are, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Just so many different factors that are going to go into this. And um, thankfully you and I have, have seen different perspectives uh, along the way here to, to be able to talk about this. So a lot to go over a little bit amount of time, an emergency session, pretty much of the NAI ball podcast. So joining me now here live all the way from Georgia, Mr. Cody Butler, Cody baby, what's going on? Yeah, probably our most somber episode of the podcast yet. Uh, just kind of looking forward to getting into it and seeing how things play out the next two weeks. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough to to get through this because we do have to talk about some dude season coming to an end, no matter what happens, whether the NAI decides that we're going to continue to play or not. So before we get into that, let's go over some highlights. Let's go over some good things that happened. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Northwestern seniors, Luke Hughes and Alec Rickabaugh, who combined for a one hitter in the win over Hastings. A shout out to Mount Marty starting pitcher Tyler Priest, who threw a no-hitter with six strikeouts in the 2 nothing win over Morningside. And then a shout-out, and I feel like this guy gets a shout-out every single week, to Concordia, Nebraska starting pitcher Jason Munch. A no-hitter with 16 strikeouts versus Briarcliff Cody. Man, some impressive performances there. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a really big day in baseball Friday. GPAC, one of the last conferences standing, playing out a couple of games, and just impressed that we were following both. We had two no hitters finish up like within the span of an hour and uh, see the Northwestern seniors go out on their suspension on a big bang. Just really impressive pitching. So let's move right along. So we're going to move right along here into the conference updates really quickly. We'll run through these. The AMC, they're done. Canceled for the spring. The A- Appalachian Athletic suspended through April 5th. CalPAC suspended indefinitely. Cascade suspended through March 29th. The CCAC is suspended indefinitely. The Crossroads, suspended through April 1st. The Golden State Athletic Conference is suspended through March 25th. The GPAC is suspended through April 5th. The Hart is suspended through March 30th. The KCAC is suspended indefinitely. The MSC is suspended through March 31st. The North Star is suspended through March 30th. The Red River Athletic Conference is suspended through March 29th. The River States Conference is suspended through March 31st. The Sooner Athletic is suspended indefinitely. The Southern States Athletic is suspended through March 25th. The Sun is suspended through March 27th. And the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference has canceled their season. Cody, there's a lot to go over here, but first and foremost, I, you know, we, we wanted to give some love to some of these players whose conferences have canceled their season. So we're going to begin it 
first with the American Midwest, the freshman Central Baptist first baseman Griffith Olin. 471 average, 13 home runs, 42 RBIs, leads the conference in hits, home runs, and doubles. Lion first baseman Kylan Barnett, 432, 6 home runs, 32 RBIs, more walks and strikeouts, a four-year NAI guy hitting 364 in his career with 50 doubles, 25 home runs, and 153 RBIs. Columbia outfielder Dalton Beamer, 441, 9 home runs, 23 RBIs, transferred in from a Juco last year and hit 14 doubles, 5 triples, and 11 homers in 2019 at Columbia. Harris Stowe State, Matt Jonick, 340, 10 doubles, 8 home runs, and 39 RBIs on the year. And then pitchers, we cannot go without mentioning Chris Wall, who was on the show, was 6 0, 33 innings pitch, 1.35 ERA, 69 strikeouts, ranked first nationally in wins and strikeouts. Freed Hardeman starting pitcher Austin Steele, 4-0, 34 innings pitch, four earned runs on the season with a 1.04 ERA, 34 strikeouts. Lions starting pitcher Lex Mindertz, the Dutch sensation, 27 innings pitch, 325 ERA, 36Ks, threw a one-hitter with 11 strikeouts versus Freed Hardeman on Tuesday, now has two top 10 wins over LSUS and FHU, and then Missouri Baptist starting pitcher Mason Palmier, 3-0, 25 innings pitch, 249 ERA, and 21 strikeouts. Now on to the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Some players that we wanted to highlight. Indiana Tech second baseman Mike Snyder, 400 average, two doubles, 10 home runs, 26 RBIs. Madonna first baseman Frankie Luxa, 400 average, 11 doubles, 7 home runs, 29 RBIs. A four-year NAI guy who hit 348 with 41 doubles and 19 home runs. Concordia's Victor Diaz hitting 464, two triples, two home runs, 18 RBIs. Cleary first baseman Jared Waringo, 396 average, five doubles, two triples, a homer, and 15 RBIs. And then Cornerstone's Jordan Wenzel, 411 average, five doubles, two triples, two home runs, and 13 RBIs. Concordia starting pitcher Billy Blair who was 4-0 on the season with 24 innings pitched, 150 ERA, 25 strikeouts. Michigan-Dearborn starting pitcher Tyler Coons, 27 innings pitched, 233 ERA, 32 strikeouts, a no-hitter versus Robert Morris. Madonna starting pitcher Donovan Thacker, 34 innings pitched, 262 ERA, 36 strikeouts with a 262 career ERA in 82 innings pitched. And then Indiana Tech starting pitcher Hayes Sturtzman, 16 innings pitch, a 1-1-3 ERA, and 21 strikeouts. Cody, we're going to get into this right now, but you know we just kind of want to uh, send our our thoughts with those guys because some of those guys are seniors. Some of them are going to lose a year. You know, we think we're not really sure what's going to go on yet. You know, it's it's tough, but we just wanted to highlight some of the guys who have had an incredible season so far. Yeah, man, this is absolutely terrible. You look at this is 20 percent of our top five gone. Five teams ranked nationally between the two. Just some incredible players. You look at Griffith O'Lynn. I mean, this guy's a freshman. He was going to hit 20, 25 bombs this year. I mean, he was well on his way. Uh, look at the pitcher like Chris Wall. Just been sensational. 69 chairs already. Just some elite talent. Definitely want to talk about Austin Steele. Austin Steele's a guy looking to make another trip to Lewis in three years in a row. I mean, that's a Freed Hardeman team that was on their way. So it's just really tough. Indiana Tech's coming off a World Series trip. They looked really good this season. Got an early win over Tennessee Wesleyan. There's just some really good talent. Like, we're losing for sure tournament teams. I mean, we're losing at least six, seven tournament teams for sure. So it's just a really big blow, and I really hate it for these kids, especially the seniors. As we move into our discussion portion of the show, Cody, the first question I want to answer is we've gotten a lot of questions on the term indefinitely, and indefinitely just means for an unlimited or 
unspecified amount of time or period of time. So some of these conferences that are saying that they are, you know, shut down indefinitely, the CalPAC, the CCAC, the KCAC, the SAC, you know, that it's just they're not putting a time limit on when they're coming back. So I know that's been a big discussion and a big point of question uh, for people because they aren't they weren't sure if their season was done. It might be. So Cody, this is what I want to get into right now is there are so many questions, and I'm, I, I understand the view of the players. I'm also going to look at it from the view of the coach and say there are a lot of issues here. The NAI still plans to be able to try and, and have a spring championship, but there's a lot that goes into this. Financially, like we talked about before, that's going to be a nightmare. People think it's just so easy to just go out there and say, oh, just give everyone a year. Well, that affects recruiting classes. That affects the JUCO kids coming in. And if you only give it to the seniors, what about the junior kid been waiting to play? He's sitting behind an All-American at third base. He's ready for his time next year. Well, if the All-American senior comes back, now the junior kid's a senior. What do you do? It's just a really tough situation, man. Yeah, all around, it's going to be tough. And the financial part of it is the biggest burden because you can give all of that scholarship, all of those guys, excuse me, eligibility. But what do you do with the scholarship? There's some schools, you know, in the NAI, we actually have more full scholarship than Division One in Division One, eleven point seven in the NAI twelve. But not every single program is fully funded, and because not every single program is fully funded, how do you disperse those scholarships? That's going to create a nightmare for any coach in the nation. Of what do I do now? How do I get this out? Because there's a lot of teams out there that already have recruiting classes that already have kids coming in. It's going to be a really tough sell to say, let's bring everybody back. And what that does is for the guys coming back. You know, there's not an op- there might not be an opportunity for them to get their scholarship. There might be increased burden on them financially. You know, it's going to be up to a lot of the institutions to say, hey, we're going to take care of these kids, all this stuff. And some of the institutions, you know, Cody, as we know, as somebody who's had their school close on them, you know, and shut down, that's not always a go-to answer for that institution. So it, it's going to be really tough, you know, and, and some of these schools don't cost four or five thousand you know, some of these schools cost well into the upper 40s. So, I don't know. It's crazy. There's there's just so much that can happen. What do you do with your recruiting classes? How do you handle your scholarship situation? How, how do you handle your financial situation? Now, if the NAI were to come out in a few weeks and say, hey, we're no longer going to have a spring championship, the season is done, I think then everybody stops, everybody, you know, goes away. Obviously, there have been signs from the NCAA, Cody, already that they are going to try and give players eligibility back. And again, this could be good for the NAI as an example to be able to try and give those players eligibility back. But as we've seen from some of our colleagues and, and friends over at the Division One level, there are coaches at the Division One level already saying that it's going to be an absolute nightmare for them. So, I mean, just a, a million and one different things can happen. And really, you, I, nobody out there that works outside of the Kansas City office for the NAI really knows what's going to go on. Yeah, I was actually speaking with a coach earlier today, and he just talked about how it's going to impact the recruiting at the NAI level just next year and the year after that. I mean, think about it. If you have kids from D1 and JUCO getting their eligibility waived, why would they come NAI right away? But there are a lot of kids at JUCO and D1 that are not going to come NAI if they have their eligibility back because they'll just go back to their school. So it automatically impacts our recruiting year one right away. And uh, I just wonder if that's going to have a domino effect over the next few years 
this is a real mess. I mean, this is a mess for everyone involved. This is a mess for the people in Kansas City. This is a mess for every team across the country. Uh, this is unprecedented. We've never had this before. Um, I can't recall this. I'm 27 years old, and I've never seen anything like it. So I just really have no clue what is going to happen. You know, and, and the threat there is is real. Um, you know, we understand that, that this uh, COVID-19 is nothing to laugh at. It's nothing that, that shouldn't be taken seriously. Obviously, you know, there's a, a million different opinions on it. But at the same time, you know, the health and safety of our general population in this country is is of the utmost importance. And so we, as much as, you know, you and I want to say, let's just play baseball. We just want to play baseball. Let the kids out there. Let's play ball. You know, because honestly, Cody, you and I have been bored the last two days. If MLB The Show hadn't come out, I'd probably be watching reruns of The Bachelor 24-7. I mean, it's been terrible. I've been bored out of my mind. But, you know, this this is um, a a virus that's that's real and we have to take care of ourselves and our bodies and our general population. And, and so this has presented a ton of problems in the sports world, not just at the NAI level, but across the nation in the sports world and across the world and in the sports world to the point where you were looking for anything to watch yesterday. You asked me if I wanted to bet on the weather with you. I mean, absolutely, man. I'm going through withdrawals over here. I've lately put all my interest in PBA bowling. So right now I'm a big bowling guy. So I'm trying to learn the ins and outs of bowling. And I think there's a bull riding event coming on tonight. I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> I told you there's Mexican League soccer, man. And I will check it out and I will see what I can do. Cause right now, man, we are just, it's going to be tough, man. Just we've never had a year without college baseball. We don't know what to do. Like it's just really strange. I've watched the um, 2005 national championship Rose bowl 17 times this week. So, and I normally watch it at least three times just to remind myself that Texas football, you know, was once like that, but, I mean, I'm going to watch that so much, I might actually get tired of it, Cody. That's actually kind of scary. Yeah, and you don't even want to have me get into how USC was the best team in the country that year, and if they would have got the interception on that final drive, the game would have been over, and they would have never had to worry about this. But, you know, hook them. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, as a um, season ticket holder for UT, we're, we're just going to ignore all of that <laughs> that you just said. So, But back to the point here, back to the topic, I've had a lot of guys reach out to me about what's going to happen. Unfortunately, we don't even know. We don't know. Uh, I've had one guy that probably has texted me five times and called me four, uh, you know, about what was the Sun Conference going to do. I don't know. You know, we're not involved in those conversations. We're not involved in that planning process. We're not involved in, in what they do. And it ultimately falls on presidents of the universities and, you know, athletic directors and just the NAI in general. And so, we want the best for, for y'all out there. And we would like for that to happen. If, if there was a way that we could have everybody come back and get an extra year of eligibility and be able to enjoy that, because that's something that, that I've talked about several times this week is this level is, is not just for the second chance guy. You know, I was not a per se a guy coming back from Juco or, or a big time D one. I was just looking for another chance at, at, to be in the dugout just another inning and just a chance to, to be there and make memories. And that's the part that bothers me the most is that guys get this taken away from them. And I understand from a coach's standpoint, how terrible, you know, of a nightmare this is with recruiting and everything and how it's going to impact our draft stock and just everything overall. But my, my biggest regret about all of this is guys are going to lose opportunities with their teammates and, 
chances with their boys to to be around each other and to make those memories and all of the things that I hold dearly, all of my best memories, all of my best moments involve the NAI and baseball. And my biggest sadness from all of this is that guys aren't going to get that. They're not going to get that full experience. And it's unfortunate because we do have to take care of our general population. But at the same time, you want so badly for all of this to work out for everybody so they can have those experiences. And I feel bad for the guy that that's, you know, pretty much rode the pine for the last four years and has just realized that he's played his last inning or he's been in a dugout for the last time, or that was the last time he'll be with all of his teammates. And it was cut short, you know, unfortunately by something that nobody saw coming or has control over. And so it's, it's just been a tough overall experience, Cody, for, for everybody out there. And that's, that's really the part that hits me the hardest is having to have those conversations, you know, having Nate Breland call me at, at central Methodist and tell me their season was over and hearing his voice and how much he was hurting for his players who are having such an incredible year, Mason Schwellenbach, you know, Sergio Macias, you know, th- these guys that you want the best and, and you don't know what's next. You don't know if there's a next level for any of these guys. And so you want them to enjoy their time. And so that's that for me, Cody has been the toughest part. Yeah, man. It's just absolutely brutal. I mean, look at a player for Cumberland's uh, Brian leaf. So I was at the Gwinnett game on Tuesday, watching him just an incredible talent. I had a pretty good day. And just to think, seeing him on Instagram Friday, he's already back in California. I mean, these guys are on the plane back home, and it's just crazy to think it's over right now for some people. And it's just, you know, that journey that, you know, you were guaranteed at least a couple more months, and it's just really cut short, and it's super unfortunate because there is no one to blame. Like, it's not the NEI's fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's just a really tough situation that everyone has to handle. And like you said, there's no precedent for it before. So these coaches are going through it for the first time too, and I just know it's terrible for them as well. Yeah. So, you know, Cody, like we were saying, there's a million and a half different results from all of this. The one thing I will say that I I think would be a sure bet is that if we do continue with the season, if there is a spring championship, if there is a Lewiston and we are able to get there, I cannot see players in the WAC or the AMC getting any sort of eligibility back. So I think we can agree on that, right? Yeah, like I said, I think it would be tough if the entire season played out. We would hate to tell them to root against the NAI season. But like I said, we I mean, we feel the same way, that if the NAI season shut down on Monday, that players would get their eligibility back. So, Right, and then the second thing being, like you just said, that if the NAI season does decide to not have a spring championship, teams are no longer going to play. That's that's another thing that we open up a whole new can of worms. What do we do with, in terms of eligibility? What do we do in terms of scholarship capping? What do we do in terms of finances? So that's a whole different monster. And we could, you know, sit here and talk about the what ifs all day. That's just going to rile people up and and give guys who are waiting to hear about the outcome, you know, extra anxiety. And, and really there's 101 different outlets right now. We don't know which path is going to go. There are a lot of questions. We've tried to highlight some of those issues, finances, institutional finances, scholarships, scholarship capping, recruiting, draft, all of that. You throw it into one barrel right now, and it's just all in there. So a million and a half different things can go on right now. And until the NAI makes an overall decision, as of right now, we're playing in Lewiston. But until that there's a final decision, if they were come out and say, this is going to happen 
we're done, then we can start to really dive deeper into how do we handle this? How do we make this happen? I know there's a a petition out there right now to give players eligibility back, but we're not even to that point yet. You know, and I understand in in the AMC and in the WAC, they are, but the rest of the country is not. And, and, And so 999 different things can happen. We're just waiting on the NAI. As of right now, we are playing but we did want to highlight some of those players from around the nation who have unfortunately had their seasons canceled, individual institutions as well going ahead and canceling their season seasons. So, I mean, Cody, just just give me your give me your thoughts right now. I'm just going to make one comment. Anytime we post something, we 100% know it to be true. Like we're not guessing, we're not posting something because we think, oh, well, we heard this from one person. We verified it with multiple programs within multiple conferences, and we verified it to be true. Uh, when we do know information, we post it. We're not one to sit on it. You know, when we have info, we're going to share it. But we're going to vet it. We're going to make sure it's true. And then we're going to share it with everybody because that's just how we operate. But yeah, right now we just have no clue whether or not seasons are being canceled. And we wouldn't hold that info from anybody. Like we just don't know. Yeah, no, 200% on that, what Cody just said. Um, everything that we post is vetted. Everything that we post has multiple sources. I want to give a shout out to all the coaches around the nation who talk to us. I know that there's Cody and I are close to a certain group of coaches, but at the same time, there are so many around the nation who are willing to talk to us and call us and tell us what's going on. Give us not a scoop, but give us the facts. And so being able to give us the facts and and we always make sure that there are multiple coaches giving us facts on, what's happening around the nation. And and that's something we take a lot of pride in because uh, Cody, you and I both have a lot of journalism experience in, in the professional uh, field. You know, you yourself there in Georgia writing locally for, I'm, I'm, I mean, how many years has it been that, that you've been writing? Close to 10 years now. And I also want to give a shout out really quickly to all the SIDs that help us too. You know, we've grown close to so many SIDs in the NEI around the country and they have been tremendous help and they've been really great and we're just really extremely grateful for their cooperation with us too. Absolutely. Shout out to Kevin Devrian. I, I text him uh, just about during every Kaiser game I watch, and I try to get him to wave to me <laughs> as I'm watching at home. Um, you know, I, I was an SID for in the NAI uh, at the Sun Conference level. I was also a full-time student and a baseball coach, you know, so I know that job's not easy. At the same time, you know, Cody's been a writer for for so many years. I worked for ESPN and and was a reporter at the NBA level for a local ESPN entity. Um, so, you know, as well as working in, in as a radio show, uh, producer, co-hosts, things like that. So we have a lot of experience in this. I know we don't talk about ourselves. We try to just stick to the coverage. But Cody and I, you know, have, have worked amongst the highest, you know, levels in, in our field. Um, my, my greatest, one of my greatest memories is covering Tim Tebow's professional debut and, uh, you know, just thinking this guy's not going to be in baseball long and, and boy, I'm glad, you know, I never pushed send on those tweets because look where we are now, Cody, he's still playing ball. So it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we, we always vet our sources. We always make sure we have multiple sources. Uh, we never want to put false information out there. And so that's, that's something that, uh, we wanted to bring up as well, but a huge thanks to everybody who helps us along the way. Cody, before we, we get going, I think we've, you know, kind of covered at least what all the questions can be going forward without knowing 
what we are. We don't want to dive deeper into anything other than I feel for the players who've had their season canceled and, and those guys that, that are going to lose those opportunities to bond with those teammates. But I think we've gone over, highlighted some of the issues on both sides of the aisle here. So if you know you got some final thoughts for me, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a weird few weeks. It's going to be tough for everybody without sports, really big part of our lives. Six top 30 teams in the NAIA are done. I mean, just done for the year already, confirmed. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting, and I think that that there's a lot that can go on. And once we have a clear, more clear idea of what the NAI is going to do, again, we don't know. We, we don't have that information. Cody and I don't. So once we have a clear, more clear idea of what the NAI is going to do, we'll be able to jump back on here, really, really, really dive deep into it and, and give it a deep cleaning about what's going on, what's going to happen, what's next. Uh, but you know, b- before we get going, Cody, I just want to thank you for joining me as always. You're, you're a huge help and none of this happens without you. And then it's not a you know, individual saying, you know, but my family, we always say, keep the faith to each other. My grandmother said it, God rest her. My grandfather said it, you know, uh, always. And, and he's joined her. So we just got to keep the faith, keep the faith and that everything will be okay. And if we do our job and everything happens and things start to slow down, we'll be back playing baseball and, and we'll have a more clear cut picture of what's going on. So keep the faith out there. Everybody stay safe. Everybody stay clean. And hopefully, hopefully the next time we talk, We'll be talking NAI baseball and what's going on around the nation with some games, scores, and information. So until then, for all of your information going on around the NAI, find Cody at NAI Ball on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we are still posting videos at NAI Ball on Instagram. To talk to me, Robbie Gutierrez, the host of the NAI Ball podcast, at Rob G1063. If you're a coach, you want to get in contact with us, shoot Cody or I a message. We're always available. Uh, Nate Breland called me the other day, answered his call immediately. You know, uh, we get calls all the time from coaches. So we're always looking forward to talking to you guys. So until next time, keep the faith, have a great day, and an even better tomorrow. Tomorrow.